like you to meet Sweet Charlene. The barbecue seasoning created from family bonds that is low in sodium but high in flavor. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a seasoned pitmaster. Level up your barbecue game with this dry rub that has amazing taste and great color. Go to eddywrightbarbecue.com right now and order your choice between the 6-ounce shaker bottle, the 16-ounce bag, or my favorite, the 32-ounce bag, and start rubbing your beef, pork, and poultry the right way. Welcome to Black Smoke Barbecue. We are a collaborative group that focuses on different aspects of barbecue from pitmasters from all across North America. Barbecue is a culture, and we discuss topics, ideas, and the methods of it on the Black Smoke Barbecue podcast. Our mission is to spotlight those lesser-known content creators in backyard barbecue, catering, food truck operations, as well as the African-American experience in modern-day barbecue. Sit back, relax, listen, and enjoy the show. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Black Smoke Barbecue Podcast. And I'm here with my brothers today. I am the dog father, a.k.a. Alton. And uh, who do I got with me? I got my man, Charlie. How you doing, Charlie? Man, I am blessed and highly favored to be here with you guys today. How are you? Man, hey, I'm here, man. I'm here. You know, like they say, every day you got above ground, it's all good. So, Amen. I'm definitely here, man. Also on the pod today, we got our brother, Brandon, BKC Cooks. How you doing, Brandon? Man, I'm good, fellas. What's going on with y'all? Hey, man, all good, all good. Also on the podcast, T, what's going on, T? How you doing, brother? Fellas, fellas, what's happening? Everything is good over here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so we we getting off into proteins, and, you know, we, we talk about beef, and I'm sorry I missed the, the beef discussion, you know, because I, I hate we talk to beef, yeah. I keep yeah. thinking about that 20-minute brisket, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was... I was telling my wife about that that story earlier, man. <laughs> Might have to that tell that story. story never again. gonna die. Oh, <laughs> never. Man. Anytime you you hear somebody say twenty minute brisket, I, wait, twenty what? minute. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it's all good, all good. Hey, but hey, we got Memorial Day uh, right around the corner, and uh, you know everybody's gonna be out there on those grills, you know, and out mm-hmm. there on the smokers and. I'm curious, guys, you know, we're going to talk a little, uh, we're talking poultry. We're going to talk about that barnyard pimp. We're talking chicken. So Judge. let's talk about a little chicken, man, and let's see what's up. Who, who wants to kick off this whole chicken discussion? Mm. Mm. Man, I will talk about that dirty bird, man. Go ahead, Go ahead man. Go uh, ahead, sir. So the good thing about uh, grilling chicken, um, there's several different ways you can do it. Um, you can just do the traditional, quote unquote, barbecue chicken, mm-hmm. kind of like what I grew up with, where it was grilled slash smoked and slathered in sauce. And as long as that's cooked and rendered properly, man, uh, you really can't go wrong. Uh, but then there's so many other ways to do it, especially if you're getting into smoking. Uh, I did a whole bird the other day. Um, I seasoned the hell out of it and I injected it. Ooh. And oh. smoked it on my uh, on my pellet grill, oh, and nice. then man, I ramped up the heat, browned up both sides, and man, I tried taking that thing off, and that bastard was like a geyser, man. My brother in law was out there; he was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> and juice was shooting out juice of everything. Oh, oh, it was it was nuts, <laughs> man. Um, but I think uh, if people are getting into uh, smoking, grilling, barbecuing whatever you want to call it. Uh, I would recommend, you know, uh, dark meat, leg quarters specifically, because uh, I mm. think they're forgiving. Um, oh, yeah. You can take them to yeah. quite a quite a temperature without them drying out. Uh, me personally, mm. I actually like to bring those to a pretty high temperature and let them render and get uh, to a point where that they're separating as soon as you look at them. You know, <laughs> tender and, you know, I, I, I like them to be super rendered, very tender. And if you do that right, you, you can uh, you can take those up to that temp without drying them out. Yeah, that's um, true. So, yeah. You know, but yeah, I think um, 
a lot of people get intimidated because um, when done wrong, uh, it can be a disaster. Uh, I think a lot of people yeah, forget. When done wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people forget to uh, ramp that temperature up and, and address the skin. And then that skin gets rubbery. And then it's like that. Oh, Twenty yeah. minute brisket that T had, you know, you said that's the worst. <laughs> you got like a big rubber band, tragedy. Man. It is, but um, the rubber band, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, but no, I, I think when done correctly, um, man, barbecued, smoked, slash grilled chicken, when done correctly, be be a nice little uh, feather in your cap. <laughs> no pun intended. Right? Yeah, right. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. You know, chicken is a is a great protein. It's fun for me. It's fun to cook. You know, yeah. it's absolutely fun to cook. But I think you hit it on the head, man. When you say that, uh, you know, too many people I find they do try to treat it like other proteins, where mm-hmm. they want to go low and slow for a long duration of time, and you just you you can't really do that with chicken. You got to ramp no. that heat up and get that fat rendered. You know, so absolutely great tip for anybody that's uh, kind of on the fence with trying to get their chicken game down. But, you know, it is what it is. So what you say, Charlie? Man, um, I I like to do a couple of things with chicken. I like like pulled chicken, you know, hands mm. down. You know, that's cooking easy. But if I want to be fancy, I put in the prep work and I do those lollipops. And, man... It's so worth the prep work, you know. You got to do the knife work to, you know, to cut all that that's, you know, that tendon off and you know that that, that hard skin to get that off and and uh, pull it off the edge of the bone. And uh, you just, you know, crank that heat up as you were saying. Don't do it low and slow because if you leave the skin on and you're brave to leave the skin on, you don't want it to be rubbery. That would be a, a fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to show up to the cookout like that. And put your nice sauce on there, you know? Your favorite barbecue sauce, if you feel so inclined, just put it on there and let it, you know, set up and, and tack up. And you can't go wrong. You just every time I eat one, I feel like I'm 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 on the Flintstones. I just like I can take it like this. <laughs> you know, I can just <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hear that. <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that though with uh, the chicken lollipops. I just did some. Uh, I know a couple weeks ago. You know, and, and you know the very first time I did chicken lollipops, I made it so much more difficult on myself. Where I was, mm-hmm. you know, in there trying to pull all the little pieces out, you know, the tendons and stuff out of the chicken, yeah. you know, leg and doing it the hard way instead of now just you know what kind of get a good edge on the, the drumstick side and then get mm-hmm. on that that uh, leg part and like you say cut around it and kind of work your way pull it off yep yeah but it's good stuff man it's good stuff you know it's a great little handle man handle yeah man yeah so some some good stuff man so, T, I mean, hey, bro, if you had brisket done in 20 minutes, I just only can imagine how fast that chicken going to be done. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, um, <laughs> surprisingly, the fellas who did the, the brisket did some pretty good chicken. Um, maybe that was a disconnect. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, for me, I just all pieces of chicken pretty much, whole chicken. Um, I will say with leg quarters, I take the skin off. Cause it's just too much to clean. So if you ever have me on a clean duty for leg quarters, just know the skin is coming off. I'm not dealing with <laughs> trimming the fat and all. I just rip all the skin off. Um, if you put sauce on it, you can't really tell. But I've had like skinless leg quarters for so long, I, I don't even notice there's not any skin on it. And I think one of the things that people uh, fail at when it comes to barbecuing chicken, grilling chicken or whatever is they put the sauce on over high heat mm-hmm. and the sauce has sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once that sugar gets heated up, it, it burns. And you're burns like, the chicken's not burnt. Like, well, the outside is burnt. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it's done inside. Yeah. So you got this crispy pucket and inside is, <laughs> depending on who's cooking it, inside is raw, but the outside is burnt up. 
Yeah. Fallacy. Yeah. So just, I mean, you got to take your time with chicken. I mean, you could you do it hot and fast, but just make sure if you're putting sauce on it or even your seasonings, if your seasonings have shoot, sugar in them, if you do like anything with like your own dry rub where you put brown sugar in, you got to be careful with that too. Um, certain mm-hmm. herbs, they light up fast too. So you got to, got to watch, you got to pay attention. One thing you don't want to do with chicken, especially if you got over direct heat, is walk off from it or turn your back to it. Yeah. It's forgiving, yeah, yeah. but if you have certain spices on there, it can catch fire and you're ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on. We got to back up for a second, though. Because something you said I, I thought was very interesting is that you said with your leg quarters, you actually remove the, the skin, and I'm assuming you do that before the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As <laughs> when I'm cleaning it, because... <laughs> when I'm cleaning it, because... Like whenever I've had been to cookouts or whatever, somebody buys that bag of leg quarters. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, clean the chicken and I'm looking at it and it's all type of stuff on there. And it's just easier for me if I just pull the skin off, all the extra fat, the feathers that might be left over, any of the other stuff just comes clean off. You pull the skin off, you're good to go. Now, T, are, are you now, some referring? Some people may disagree with that. <laughs> no, but are you referring to that bag where you get like 80 pounds of chicken for $4? Yeah, 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 that bag. <laughs> oh, that one. I got one oh, in the freezer right they, now. They yeah. some solution and iced. And yeah, now if you get it from the butcher equation. or whatever, you're already good to go. But that, that bag, you, you got to That bag is a bastard. Man. Listen, yeah. man. I pulled the skin is, right man. off. Yeah. <laughs> That is yeah. a bag of rejects. Uh, <laughs> that is the most yeah. neglected chicken in the building. Like that yeah. stuff is, yeah. When you yeah. when you put it like that, yes, yeah. that that's but a you safe know when, guard. You, when you have a cookout with a bunch of people, that's what they grab. They grab that bag. You can feed a lot of people. That's inexpensive. Absolutely. Yeah. I've never I've never actually pulled the skin off of the leg quarters before, but you know what? Kind of makes sense. You know, we yeah. grill boneless, skinless hey. chicken thighs, right? Hey, yeah, it's yeah. good. So, it's really good. One yeah, day I was cleaning, and I just was like, "You know what? I'm tired of this." And I just started taking them off. <laughs> it well, no, I, its history. I, I think for me, I go all over the place, man. I don't know if I have a a favorite part because I like to cook different, you know, pieces and different styles, and you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of things, man. So one day I might. Matter of fact, today I actually. Uh, made some boneless skinless chicken thighs for fajitas. You know, Ooh. we got out poolside oh, yeah. and I fired up the little Nomad grill and grilled some, and uh, and they came out great. But there's other times, man, I might want to throw some drumsticks on, make some lollipops. Uh, there's times I might want to spatchcock the whole chicken. You know, it's just it kind of you know, I don't know, man. I just kind of it's whatever mood I'm in when uh, I think it's I think for me, I don't know how you guys do it. I always kind of look at the cookers. What do I want to cook on? Right. You yeah. Know? And then say, yeah. okay, well, if I'm going to cook on my direct heat cooker, okay, if I do a spatchcock chicken, man, rendering that fat down and it hitting those coals. Gives it Swirling back up. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 And that can be tricky. So let's let's talk about yeah, that for a minute. Let's right. talk about spatchcocking mm-hmm. and doing a whole bird. So, you know, there's people yeah. that do it. Most of the time that I do it, I do it where I cut the back out, you know, and mm-hmm. I'd save the back and whatever extra skin or whatever, uh, whatever was even, you know, the innards that they put in a, or, or, or whatever that they put in the chicken. I'll save that for making stock, you know, or whatever later. But you have some people that don't cut the back out and they actually slit straight down the middle of the breast. So let's mm-hmm. talk. Let's, so let's start That's with T then, man. Let's talk about that, man. <laughs> let's Take talk it. about it because I, you know, I've never actually done that. You know, so I'm interested in, in you know, what do you find is the difference, and and uh, does is there any difference in the way it cooks or in all that or whatever? Well, that back is is juicy, and I like to eat the back even with um, turkey. But it, it's juicier. Yeah, 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 man. That's the neglected piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we country. Yeah, man. It's, hey, no, I mean, the flavor in the back is juicy. Look, the back <laughs> is the best part of the turkey. And it is. It is. We're we going to have to edit this part out because that's the part that I don't tell anybody about. I let them have all the premium parts. 
Especially a deep fried turkey, man. Give me the back. Y'all can have all that stuff. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's, that's how my uncle thing. is. My uncle be like, "Hey, don't let yeah, nobody touch that back. That's my that's the thing. <laughs> that the back and the neck, don't touch it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's all me. My neck, my, neck, my, my back, back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my neck and my back. <laughs> oh man, R.I.P. Ezel. <laughs> yeah, it's like back the flavors in the back when you when you when you uh, cut through the breast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the flavor from the the back it transcends through the meat better, and it makes it juicier. Okay, we'll have yeah. to try that. I agree. I, yeah, I'm gonna try that, man. I, like I said, I yeah. haven't. I, I've never done it. I saw somebody do it the other day, and I was like, okay, who was t-? T? T was talking about yeah. that. I'm like, I might have to try that sometime. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to back them up on that one because um, the way I look at it is I worry about kind of how I keep the, the breast moist. And when, yeah. uh, you know, the way I cut it like that, the, you know, it doesn't sit, it doesn't lay even. Like if you cut the back out, it doesn't lay as even. But um, I feel like I get a more tender white meat, you know, output from it if I do you know, I just cut it, not the back. I just keep the back in. And again, you know, when I'm pulling it, that meat around that back that comes off of that back, that goes into it too. So you get all that goodness. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that, man. Especially if you mop it too. Oh, if you mop it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's next level. Oh. Oh, we're we going to get into that in a second. Oh, please. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about some mops. Oh, man. But go ahead, Brandon. What you got? Uh, so I'm I'm sitting here fascinated about this uh what are we gonna call it, a reverse spatchcock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my, my wheels are turning, man. Um when you do that T, um what what's the secret to getting it to lay flat on the grill? Do you like compress the uh the spine with the way that people would usually do the breastbone, or how do you do it? Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's not much you have to, you know, break or whatever. Once you do that, you just pretty much lay it out. You can push it down and kind of snap the breastbone a little bit. But other than that, it's not much force to it. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that, man. Because I just did yeah, a, a spatchcock bird yeah, a few days ago, man. And uh, it was great, but I'm always looking for an improvement. Always. So, well, you know, we like yeah. scientists, man. We always tinker. Yeah, around gotta try it out at least to see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta try. Something I've even new. tried frog the frog style. I didn't. I was going to ask frog that. style. Yeah, yeah, oh. I tried that too. It was cool. Wow. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound like you sold on it, though. <laughs> nah, it, it was cool. I'll try it again just to see, but it, it was all right. Yeah. You know, it's, I haven't done it. It's not anything I would go to. <laughs> You're not selling yeah. it. Yeah, it's all I, right. It's all right. I've seen it done, and, and my partner did one. And like, it looks cool, but it seems like yeah. it would be a, it, you would have a tough time getting it to cook evenly. Yeah, and that's that's what it was. It was kind of tough getting to cook even, and I felt like I kind of overdid the breast some. It's not mm-hmm. hard to do either. And I'm like, nope. yeah, this isn't working. Yeah, so... Because you're worrying about, because of how it's cut, you're worrying about having it evenly done, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so you're worried about, okay, is this getting to the heat or do I need to adjust the heat here? And it's like, okay, well, the dark meat, you don't have too much worry about. But then how it's cut in the kind of the middle, you got to worry about that middle piece. And it's just, yeah, it looks cool, but getting it prepared, <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. <laughs> You know, and, and to me, that's kind of uh, it's kind of the difficult part. You know, I'm with Brandon in that camp of I like to push my dark meats higher. Yeah, know? me too. Um, and then when you are, are cooking the entire bird, it's like you want to push the dark meat, but you really kind of have to almost undercook the breast so you can yeah. let the carryover finish you so you don't dry it out. Or yeah. you can even make it still be juicy, but it still has a, dare I say, dry texture 
on the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's kind of like, I think that's the part that makes uh, ch- chicken difficult in a lot of people's uh, eyes is getting that breast meat to where it can be just right for you. You know? Right. So I know that I've had my struggles with it. Sometimes I think I got it. Uh, I'm on cruise control. I go, oh, yeah, I got the chicken. I go, okay, what did I do wrong <laughs> with this chicken? Because <laughs> this just ain't right. You know? <laughs> so it creeps and, back in there every now and then. You got to kind of go back to the lab and, and come up with a new game. Yeah. Man, so I think when, when you're so, putting, uh, I think when you're putting white meat on the grill, um, you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're not brining or injecting or finding yeah, some way to introduce right. a yeah. whole bunch of yes. moisture. Um, it's amazing that that bird, that one bird, same single top solitary bird cooks so differently <laughs> because dark meat and white yeah. meat are, man, you would think they were two different animals. Uh, yeah. yeah. So vastly different in, in the way they cook, the way they retain moisture, uh, even just the, the texture of the meat and the flavor of the meat. Man, completely different. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely recommend if if you're gonna um, do a spatchcock or a whole chicken or something like that, man, inject that white meat, brine it, do something. Because if not, like you said, you can be like, okay, how did I get here? Like, <laughs> I, I know I was watching. I know I monitored. I, you know, I had my temps right, and then you get that oh, thing man. on the plate, and it's like. This is a little dusty. This is a little yeah. like sawdust. Like, how did this happen? And then you had this moist, succulent, juicy, dark meat, and it's running all down your arm. And, and here you go this raggedy-ass oh, white meat. And you'd be like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> something not adding up. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you definitely want to you, you assist that white meat, man, because uh, – and I just think, too, um, with these – factory farm birds i know most of us aren't getting like uh heritage breed free range scholarly yeah. chickens we get fortunately no we're getting a, a grocery <laughs> right. a grocery commodity. store bird commodity birds yeah a bag no. of rejects <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> rejects. <laughs> and uh they're just not holding up man um and you know it used to be when we were all growing up you would get like a three or four pound chicken. Well, you have a hard time finding a chicken under five pounds now, man. Yeah. Like those things yeah. are like bowling balls in that case, man. They taste and different too. It's them hormones. They don't taste different. They don't taste, Charlie. Them bastards don't have no taste to them. <laughs> if, if you don't do everything under the moon to get some flavor in that bird, mm. you're going to be stuck. Uh, but I think mm. that is a big part of the problem too. Um, when you're right. trying to, cook that large because you can have a regular size leg quarter and off that same bird that breast is massive uh and trying to cook that large of a piece of meat to where it's done and juicy that's just it's almost like trying to get a juicy well done steak it's just not gonna happen and (laughs) you know you 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 want to cook oxymoron yeah (laughs) And you have to, the, the thing about it, I, I'm not going rare with that chicken. I don't no, know about y'all. No, 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 you don't want to die. No, no I do no. not. You know, that, that is the one protein out of all the ones that we talk about that uh, I'm cooking that all the way through. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I always tell people, you know, you know so. I, I cook by feel, but with uh, poultry, nah, bro. I got to use my no. tempro. Straight science. Yes. Yes. Straight science, baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that on the last part. Use yeah. that temperature pro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get you one. Hey, Brandon, I, you know, you brought up something um, important uh, that my wife actually asked me a question about before we got on here. And um, it's brining and injection. Can you can you tell us like when it's appropriate to do either and and like which is better? I guess it's situational, but like which you prefer? Um, I think it really all depends on how much time you have. Um, to me, I think brining is superior um, because I think you get uh, a more tenderized or tenderizing effect with brining. 
and you uh if you brine it long enough you're going to get that flavor to the bone like it's going to work all the way through mm-hmm. the meat with an injection it's only going to hit what it hits and um you can swirl that needle around and inject it in 5000 different places and all that no matter what you do <laughs> you're going to have pockets of injection <laughs> and you're going to have pockets of flavor and don't get me wrong it's good it's damn good if done right uh, but to me, I, I believe brining to be the superior method. I think the flavor is more subtle. Um, you're injecting tons of moisture throughout all of the meat. Uh, but that being said, um, a really good injection is damn good. And if it's, you know, uh, a weeknight, and let me throw this bird on here, and you grab that needle and shoot that bird up, man, it takes you five minutes. Um you're going to have a tasty bird. So I think it's situational. Um, again, if, if you have the time, I, I think brining is the way to go. Uh, but mm. I, I ain't frowning on anybody who in, I injected a bird a couple of days ago <laughs> and it bastard was fire. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take. That's a good answer. I like that. I like that. I've done that where, you know, I've actually last minute you know like you said don't have enough time to brine it you know say in the fridge or in a cooler overnight or whatever and i've actually put together a brine and injected the brine you know and and that's worked out for me as well so if you don't have a uh if you don't have a injection or marinade that you want to use and you you know want to do brining you can kind of do that at the last minute if you you don't you know you don't have that time so don't be afraid to try that out as well. I like that. Yeah. So, but let's talk about that though for a second, because you know you had mentioned Brandy, you made some chicken and you did a uh, injection with it. What are your types of uh, favorite injections you like to do? Whether it's you know chicken or whether it's turkey or whatever, um, what do you like to do? Um. So if I'm injecting. I'm typically going to use the injection slash marinades that are commercially available. Uh, I don't make up my own uh, because to me, the the steps to, to get something to behave correctly, to get through that needle without clogging it up. Um, yeah. That's a fight. That's a fight. And um, yes, I would. I've used a, a couple different brands over the last, I don't know, 20 or 25 years that I'm pretty happy with. And it's usually like a, a Creole butter or mm-hmm. a roasted yeah. garlic flavor. Yeah. Uh, and those have served me well. Um, again, I, I am, I'm a scratch cook to the heart. And I, I like to do as much stuff from home and from scratch as I can. But uh, I've said before, if something makes sense, I'm all for it. And uh, those products that they have out there are perfectly fine. Um, I don't like all of them. Those are the two that I use the majority of the time. Uh, but, yeah, and I have also done uh, a brine injection, too. When I didn't have anything on hand, man, I got a pot of water boiling, made myself up a brine, <laughs> threw, threw a bunch of ice in there, cooled it down, and you know, inject the bird and it's pretty damn good. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say find something you like, uh, because, uh, again, if you want to play with it, go for it, but trying to make your own injection and getting that, the problem is the, the ingredients and spices and seasonings, uh, getting them to not, um, plug up your needle. Yeah. Typically, Mm -hmm the stuff that you, your seasonings and stuff are going to cake up when they're introduced to moisture. And, uh, unfortunately the stuff that's mass produced, they have the labs to, uh, to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, they have the labs right, right. and machinery and, and chemistry <laughs> to make sure that doesn't happen. So, um, as the, you're fighting a good fight, trying to do that at home. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. I have done my own Creole butter, though. You know, nothing super difficult or whatever, but I did have the fight with the injector, 
you know. I did have a couple of different <laughs> yeah. projectors, and one of them actually broke. Oh, know, I've been there too. Oh, yeah. Trying to push through. <laughs> yeah, so. sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had, to, I had to toss that one and go with another one that had Brand. a little bigger gauge, and then it, it worked mm-hmm. out well. So I mean, I guess you do have to kind of get the right equipment for what you're trying to do. But but I hear yeah. you on that, man. I hear you on that. But but T, what about that? You said earlier, you know, you mentioned using a mop. You know, same vein, I guess. So, you know, well, I guess you're not injecting it, but you know, what are you, uh, what are you typically using when you do a mop on your uh, on your dirty bird? Well, this is actually a mop sauce uh, I got from Charlie. I can't remember the ingredients right now, but I always go to it when I need it. <laughs> and it's a secret mop sauce. I don't know if we can talk about it, but uh, I use that. <laughs> Say it's yeah, underground. Got a patent on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I change, I change it up a little bit. You know, change it up so, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I've different. used that, and it's, it's been pretty, pretty good. Um, maintaining moisture, maintaining the juiciness. If I don't have like a mob sauce, if I don't inject, or if I don't brine, and I want like a juicy bird in its last minute, I may actually just put in like a tray and let it get brown. And once it's brown and I wrap it in some foil and maybe throw some onions in there, you know, before I wrap it up, whatever. And that keeps it juicy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah that, that mop sauce, that uh, that recipe that Charlie has is pretty, pretty fire. I've done it on well, some. Thank um, you, sir. Yeah, yeah. I've done it on some chicken. I did it on some beef, too. Turned out pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell you what, let's let's not talk specifically about the recipe, you know, contents and ingredients or whatever. But let's talk about your method. You know, what is, you know, for someone that may be listening that hadn't tried mopping, you know, the bird, you know, what are, what are, you know, what are your keys to, you know, when you mop and how you mop and, you know, what you expect to see and okay. that type of thing? Well, definitely you want to make sure that your seasonings are set. So you want to touch it, make sure it doesn't come off, because if you mop it too early, you're just mm-hmm. basically washing all the seasoning off. So you want to want to touch it, make sure that it's uh, set. And I like to at least get the skin kind of well, chicken, the poultry, get the skin kind of crisp first. Some sort of crispness, but not too crisp. And then you come in there. I, I think I did it about cause this is one of those days I was in and out of the house, too. I think it was every I think I did it like three times, maybe. And it was every 20 to 30 minutes. I think I did it before it was done. And so I just came in. You could get like a little small mop from the store, whatever have you. You get your grease and you just, like it sounds, you just mop it. You dip the mop in and you, and you can also use a um, brush that you use to paint on your uh, barbecue sauce or whatever. And it's pretty much just take the contents and just drizzle it over your meat or whatever you're preparing. And there you have it. Okay. Okay. What about you, Charlie? So, since you're the creator of the magic mop sauce, <laughs> I mean, you know, Brandon, did you get this recipe? Oh, I didn't get it yet. Did you? Uh, I, I, I was not introduced hey. to Charlie's mop. I'm, I'm feeling a little offended. <laughs> hey, no, see, hey, I sent it in the text group that long time ago. Long time ago. It was before you were in the text group. I figured that was. Yeah, see, that's yeah, what, yeah, see? that's what it is. That's what had happened. I forgot. Yeah, what had happened was. <laughs> oh man, man. So, first, the mop sauce that I make is it's on the spicy side because it has um, red pepper flakes in it. So, if you can't handle the heat, um, you know, <clears throat> I will back off of that. But it's mustard based, so mm-hmm. you know you can use it on a lot of stuff. Um, the situations where I would use mop sauce with chicken uh, is going to be more of uh, a direct fire or, or kind of like, you know, the chud box type of setup. Um, you have it over direct flame, but it's at a distance. Mm-hmm. And then once you once you have the seasoning set like T was talking about, so you're not, you know, brushing it off, you can use a, a few different things. You even use a ladle if you don't have a brush or anything. Just drizzle it over there. And beware of flare-ups, though, if you're in that situation, though, um, if, if your stomach is not 
ready for flare-ups. Uh, you might want to back off of that, though. <laughs> but um, that's a good situation so your skin doesn't get, um, it doesn't lose its crispiness. If, you, if you're cooking on an offset and you're expecting some type of a crispy skin, I might, would, I might detour away from it because, you know, it lessens your chance, gives you a, a smaller window of error. Uh, to get that crispy skin. So uh, you might not want to do it in that situation. But yeah, uh, I would say situations like the chud box, uh, you know, you got a Weber kettle, you, you going old school, direct flame, and you're flipping, you're flipping. And then maybe three times before you take it off, you don't want to do it too much, or you get too much mop sauce. And then, you know, just take it off and you know, let the people be happy. So you, when you're putting your mop on there, you're just adding layers is that what you're doing? It's layers. Okay. Yeah, I would I would say, you know, we, we're not talking about ribs, but I would say like ribs, I would say three applications uh, with chicken. Uh, I would say at the most three ribs, you mm. can go a little bit more because it's cooking longer. But chicken is not on the, on the grill that long. You might want to go max three uh, and don't go too heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely on direct flame. Don't go too heavy, especially if you, you have like sugar. In your mop sauce, some a lot of people, including me, I put brown sugar in there, and you know, you don't want that flare up, <clears throat> you know. Okay. So, so yeah. I, so Brandon and I can actually expect the email with that mop sauce. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a copy and paste it of. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you guys. No, I'd like to try that out. I mean, obviously, obviously, I oh, understand man. it's yeah. you know secret. What I would never give it out. But oh, it's not secret. No, no, I no, want to try it out. Not amongst it's us. Not, no, no, not, not, not amongst, amongst us. us. Not. I change it up anyway, as I said. So you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> so you got the real <laughs> you gotta, version. You got chase the bootleg it. version. Right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Man, you know, like he has somebody, a grandmama. One. Yeah, you know, you, you have that recipe to make that. You're like, no, nah, you ain't. <laughs> Real one. <laughs> no offense, but you know. <laughs> now that sounds you know, good. Something I've, mustard based too. It does. Something I've done in the past. Um, I will do a, a spatchcock chicken, and um, I always do it uh, skin side up to start, and flip it so I can crisp the skin up. And what I've done in the past is when I prep, I would um, poke a bunch of holes on the on the backside. Uh, with the intention of I'll make up a mop. And as that thing is crisping, I'm loading mop sauce, or I just call it mop, um, onto the backside of that thing and let that stuff just ooze into yep. those holes I made as it's cooking. Yep. And yep. Uh, I really like doing that because that just lets all that stuff weep in there and keeps a layer of moisture on top and it doesn't let anything come out. Uh, especially yeah, as I'm yeah. putting that over direct heat and getting that skin the way I want it. So, yeah. yeah. You and if you're gentle enough, recipe, I guess that man. skin. That skin. Charlie looked like he enjoying that, that over there. My man said, <laughs> Ooh, you see him? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. I'm already thinking. I'm like, I need to poke some holes and see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's a good, yeah, that's a good way to, um, you know, to do it, especially if you, you're, you're on the offset, you know, if you, if you have the, uh, put, you poke the holes in there. It's a it's a chance for some of that to escape and it's not pooling up. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. That's a good little yeah. nugget right there. Hell yeah, I like that. <laughs> Gems we dropping. <laughs> hey man, Absolutely. I'm always scheming, so, brother. I'm always trying to think mm-hmm. of a way, especially with a chicken. I'm always trying to think <laughs> of a way to uh, introduce moisture and flavor into it, man. It's a blank canvas. Okay. Well, talking chicken, and we've we've talked some marinades. We've talked, uh, you know, some injections. We've talked about mop. Let's talk about the rubs, man. Let's talk about the different rubs or seasonings that you guys like to use, man. Who, who wants to start that off? Mm, I'll start it off. Um, sweet Charlene. <laughs> all day <laughs> all day baby right shout out to Eddie Wright <laughs> yes sir yeah, sweet man. Charlene hey if you want a little extra salt on it put some salt hey if you want a little extra pepper put some pepper but sweet Charlene baby oh man if you're making pulled chicken sweet Charlene 
telling you. So the, later. But where where can people get Sweet Charlene? Oh, from Eddie Wright Barbecue.com. That is Eddie Wright BBQ.com. Hey, if you haven't heard it, it's in it's in the promo, people. Make sure you pay attention. Rewind it. Rewind it a couple of times. Go get it. I'm telling you. And get the bag. Don't don't even don't play games with that shaker. Get the bag. Get the bag. Don't get beat yourself if you get, get that both. that little shaker bottle. Get that bag, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right, dog. Get them both. Get them both oh, yeah, so you can yeah, have yeah. the shaker and just refill it with the bag. And refill it because hey, you're going to want more. Or you can you can send it to your friend or your family member and say, "Hey, here here's a little sample. You go ahead and get that bag next time, right? You know, I put you on something. That's what you do. Pass it on. Now, so <laughs> pay it forward. So for people that may not have tried Sweet Charlene, man, I mean, give us because uh, obviously people are going to hear the name and they're going to think, oh, it must be a sweet rub or whatever. Uh, you know, what's the flavor profile that uh, you would explain to people? Hey, this is what it tastes like. You got to try it. Man, so you know it's it's uh it's low on sodium. So if you are worried about that, you you are protected from that. It has a sweet uh, flavor profile. Um, so it is is definitely not salt first. Uh, it has a nice balance. I feel of um, a sweet but a little tone of savory. So it's not you know all in your face sweet, right? So it's versatile. You can use it on a whole bunch of stuff. You don't have to use it on something that you necessarily you don't want sweet. You can, you know, pair it with something to get a nice balance to it. So you don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, it's just going to taste super sweet. I don't want none of that. But you can pair it so it balances out pretty well. It, it, it's friendly. It's sociable. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, um, it the the color the color that it gives to the food. Is it is crazy? It, it 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 spreads over there, uh, like like a like like I don't know, like a like flour, and, and and it adheres to the meat, and it doesn't let go. So it soaks in and seeps into the meat really quickly. Um, but it's low on sodium, so that, you know it, it was like, how did they do that? But um, what it does is it gives you a really good color, and it it just uh, it, like I said on the last pod. If you make it like pulled chicken or whatever, you know, you, you you put it on there really heavy, put it on there super heavy. And then once you're done with the pulled chicken, it kind of has this like a sauce. It makes its own sauce. It pulls in its own juices. And you get you get so much layers of flavor, especially if you pair it with something else and balance it out to your own liking. So, you know, man, it's all around great, man. I've mixed it up with a whole bunch of other seasonings, and it it always is sociable. It never clashes. It never is like I don't want you to play on this playground with me. It is always like, come on, man, you know, let's party. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, so, man, sweet Charlene. All right, I got you. What, what about you, Brandon? What you got, man? I tell you what. So of course, the sweet Charlene, uh, hands down. Uh, I really enjoy using that. Uh, like I've said a bunch of times, that seasoning begs for smoke. It it really, really does. And I, I do like the fact yes. that it's low sodium because you can go heavy handed. And uh, like you were saying, Charlie, you, you get the most beautiful cherry red color. Uh, if you're putting smoke on, on your protein with that sweet Charlene, it, you got a beautiful, beautiful product. But, um, I've also been lately, um, Fiesta has that uh, bird, what do they call it? It's like a bird rub or something. I can't remember the exact name of it. But uh, I've been using that quite a bit lately. Uh, and especially if I'm doing, um, well, hell, any of them, any type of bird. I'm, uh, after I'm done prepping, man, I'm pulling the skin back. I'm seasoning up under the skin. I'm seasoning on top of the skin. I'm Anywhere I can get that rub is going on there. Because um, even when I injected that bird, I injected it, let it sit on the wire rack to, you know, dry out, do all that. And then once all that was done, man, I came on with that rub. And uh, it was a fine bird and it didn't stand a chance. Uh, you know, of course, in the past, I've always, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't, man. That thing disappeared. 
But uh, I've always done my own <laughs> things with just, you know, se- seasonings I've had in the pantry. But, uh, yeah, that Fiesta uh, lately has been my go-to along with the with the sweet Charlene, man. Um, I've gotten a few other rubs in the, the, the mail recently that I have to give uh, – I have to give it all some attention and, and see what they do. But, uh, yeah, those are yep. my two go-tos yep. right now. Yep, yep, And is that yeah. the Fiesta? Is it the chicken rub? I think it's just the chicken rub, yeah. Yeah, I have used that, and that's actually pretty good, too. So I thought maybe that's what you were, you were talking about, was that Fiesta chicken rub. And you don't really um, – it's just pretty complete, man. Uh, I haven't found myself yeah. needing anything else. You know, and again, it's not super salt, you know, forward, but um, it's just right. Like, I I didn't need any more salt. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Okay. Okay. So, what you got, T? Man, I use all type of stuff. Uh, My (laughs) go-tos would probably be, my consistent would be... Oregano and probably rosemary mm. with the chicken, but I switch it up. Sometimes I'm using Tony's. Um, definitely, if we have some, it's this uh, 21 seasoning salute that has 21 different herbs and spices. 21 savage. So 21. I, <laughs> I was going to put that on here, but. <laughs> But definitely, definitely, um, when I'm doing chicken, I try to, I don't know, I, li- I like 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 an herby flavor with my chicken, especially the way uh, rosemary and oregano, what it does mm-hmm. to the flavor. So that's always going to be there no matter what I'm using. And uh, of course, some uh, garlic, garlic and onion powder. Mm. And yeah, that's, those are the main things. Sometimes I do a little brown sugar. It just depends. Uh, I have created my own rub a couple of times but i i'm always changing so the main things that i put in there would be the brown sugar cayenne pepper um what else well you don't got to tell them you can send it to the email oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know the herbs and uh, <laughs> and uh, kosher salt, kosher back. salt. I use kosher salt when I'm using salt. Yeah. So you like to put together your own little rub, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need to start writing this stuff down because it's been a time or two where I had like a real fire rub, and I can't remember what I uh, <laughs> put together. Don't you hate that? <laughs> yeah. Been there. Oh, damn, that was good. I don't remember what I did. <laughs> This ain't the yeah, same. It never fails, man. When, yeah, when you just freestyling something, you in a hurry, man. You just throwing shit yeah. on there, and he come up like, "Damn, that was good." You ain't got a clue what you did. Like, I don't know what it was. Never I fails. Because this has been plenty of times. The wife was like, "What did you put on this chicken?" I'm like, "Man, what did I put on the chicken?" Love. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pure love. And then I look over at that cabinet. I look over at the cabinet. I'm like, wow, I put everything back. Because, see, if I leave stuff out and she asked me that first, I could be like, that, that, that. But stuff is already up. (laughs) That's right. They asked me, what you put on there? Some ground up toenails and a little spit? (laughs) Good. It was was good. It was good. It was good. My whole foot in that. (laughs) No, I'm kind of with you, T. You know, a lot of times I I try to go to those Central Texas. you know, flavors and, you know, straight kosher salt, black pepper. May add a little bit of, uh, a little paprika in there just for the color. Maybe ah, that's a, the other thing I use, yeah. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a hint of a, a garlic, you know, in there. And um, mm-hmm. so whenever I'm doing it that way, that's kind of what I go with. Uh, but, you know, if we're talking commercial rubs, um, you know, uh, my brother Rome. Man, it has uh, that big rooms, that championship sazon. Man, that stuff is really good. Um, he put that rub together. Uh, it's doing well, as well as uh, you know our brother Uncle Steve. Man, I kind of like that. That sweet and spicy. Oh, yeah. The sweet yeah, and spicier yeah. one that he has is really, really good. And both of those, I'll I actually, haven't tried that one yet. Yeah, that's some really good stuff. 
Uh, and both of those I actually pair up with a little uh, 16 mesh black pepper. Uh, but okay. those, they work out really well. So um, I think those are kind of my go. I play around with so many different rubs. Um, but most of the time, like I said, it's, it's salt and pepper, but I do that a lot with everything, you know, because I just like those flavors combining that with the post oak. So, yeah, yeah. So hey, Alton, have you tried the. Like uh, have you tried the no fuss on chicken yet? I have. I have. And it actually is pretty good. Uh, the the no fuss, one thing that I do know about the no fuss, uh, it does it is a little more salt forward. So I actually do definitely add a little bit more pepper to it, but it's got a okay. great general flavor with it. You know, oh, and one other one, one other one is the um Fiesta brand fajita, the fajita season. Hmm, okay, that one is really good. In fact, I did that today on the chicken thighs that I made. And I actually hit it with that Fiesta um, fajita rub. I came mm. in with some some black pepper, sixteen inch black pepper, and then mm. sprayed it. Once I got it on the grill, sprayed it with a little little uh, duck fat. All oh. right, had me a duck fat. Yeah, man. There you go. Yes, I like that, that duck fat good. spray, man. That that makes life fun. <laughs> yeah, I just ordered three more cans. Uh, got them in yesterday. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. But hey, let's talk about this. Just uh, you know, before we we get ready to get out of here, you know, we talked about you know we're talking chicken today. We're talking you know marinades. We're talking mops, injections rubs we're talking all of that now we mentioned grilling it and we mentioned smoking it you know and so what are you guys' uh, favorite way to do it i'm sure you do it both ways and so what are some of the principles that people need to keep in mind when they're handling their birds doing it on a smoker as well as when they're doing it on a grill so who wants to take that one uh i'll run with it um so typically when I do it, um, I'm doing a combination of the two uh, because mm-hmm. I want great smoke flavor, but I enjoy the skin on chicken and I want it to be crispy. Uh, circling back to what we were discussing earlier, you know, if you're going to just smoke it, for one, you, you can't smoke it as low as people think uh, because you're going to end up with a nasty, nasty bird. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I would say, you know, you probably, at least for me, I smoke on what the high end of smoking is. I'm probably going to be smoking between 285, 300 degrees. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm close to that, uh, that bird being as done as I want it, I'm putting the skin over direct heat. To crisp the skin up. Um, but if you're going to just be straight smoking, um, again, I think you have to understand that your skin is going to be more of a, a barrier, more of a protection to retain moisture, flavor. Mm-hmm. Don't expect to have this delicious, delectable skin because it's just not going to happen. Uh, but that being said... <laughs> Uh, there's nothing wrong with just a pure smoked chicken, especially if you're doing something like pulled chicken or even if you're using that smoked chicken in another dish. Uh, because I'll make um, smoked chicken and dumplings. I make smoked chicken tacos or uh, I've made smoked chicken flautas, things like that, where uh, the skin isn't going to be used anyway. Then, yeah, smoke that thing all the way through. Get as much smoke flavor as you want in there. Uh, but I, I just really think you just have to know exactly what you want your end product to be and then take yeah. the steps to, uh, to to get there. Absolutely. But don't throw away that skin, man. Use it to make some stock with it. I'm telling you. That's right. Throw oh, absolutely. You can make stock, stock with yeah. it. Or if you want to get all the way funky, shit, deep fried it in <laughs> joints. Oh, yeah. She sure on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little crispy chicken skin. Yes, sir. Hey, or I'll tell you another thing I'll do. Now, man. 
Look, man, <laughs> if y'all want to hustle, take those skins. <laughs> <laughs> take those skins and, and, and give them a nice chiffonade. Do you understand? <laughs> Slice them jokers up nice and thin. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold but up, dig. hold up. We, we need you to go ahead and spell that. Go ahead and say that again, because I like the way you put a little stank on it. A little chiffonade, C H I. Y'all can figure out the rest. Uh, but dig. So when I make fried rice, uh, I came upon this concept. Um, I had a bunch of fried chicken, leftover fried chicken. And um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make some fried rice with this. And I'm pulling the skins, and me being, you know, all I hear is that old Frenchman, you better not throw that skin away, you bastard. I can hear him in the back of my head. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna dice up these skins, and I, I put a little oil on the flat top, man, got them beautifully crisp, and I added those at the very end to the fried rice as like a topping. And man, the crunch and the flavor and the difference in texture in that fried rice. It was a whole bastard. Yeah, don't don't throw them skins away. It's a whole bastard. <laughs> Not half. It's always no an, in, an entire bastard. There's always a use for them, man. Always yeah, a use. Like yeah, that. don't throw them skins. I, away. I like that. I like that. Oh man. That's a good look. You man, you dropped some nuggets just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Chicken I'm fat, nuggets. I'm a fat kid. What can I tell you? <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, T, what you got, man? You muted, brother. I think you're on mute, T. Yeah, that chicken shot of silence you. About to do, about to do trouble to it. I said, I forgot the question. I'm thinking about that uh, chicken skin. I know, right? <laughs> You're over here like, okay, hold up. Now, I've seen that right. done before, but I haven't actually done it. So, no, that's some good stuff, Brandon. But no, we're talking about the uh, different methods we're talking between uh, smoking yeah. and grilling. And what are some of the principles that you like to make sure uh, people keep in mind when they do either? Keep in mind, definitely when you're doing direct heat, um, you want your coals hot, but not too too hot to where you're burning the skin and you're not actually cooking mm-hmm. because there's a difference. Oh, yeah. Um, take your time and don't be afraid to check your meat. I mean, you don't actually have to flip it over, but, you know, monitor it. Maybe lift it up and see, okay, is it cooking too fast? And if you have multiple pieces of meat, you definitely want to check and check for your hot and your cold spots because you may have some that's cooking faster than others and some pieces of meat may be bigger. And so you might want to rotate those, but always pay attention to what you're doing. Um, like I said earlier, if you're using different type of rub, especially if it has sugar, you want to pay attention to those and keep those away from direct flame or high heat because they'll burn fast. And um, just, just maintain confidence. I mean, if you know how to cook, uh, even if you don't know how to cook, just take your time. Um, don't try to do things too, too fast. Don't rush it. But always yeah, keep your eye. Raw. <laughs> yeah, always keep your eye and make sure, you know. And if you, you don't have a temperature gauge or anything like that, just put your hand over the grill. If it's, as soon as you put your hand over, your hand is about to burn. You may want to let those coals kind of simmer down some before yeah. you put the chicken on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say that, you know, when you're you're looking at grilling, you know, put your hand over those over the grill, food level, and if you can hold your hand there for a good five or six seconds, for oh, four to six seconds, you probably are okay. You know, but if you yeah. put it down there and it's like one, two, and you can't, it's probably a little too hot. So, good tip, yeah. man. Good tip. Burn like something that. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what say you, Charlie? Man, so the bit of advice I give the people. So, the, the, here's the goal. You wanna you wanna um, not undercook the chicken. You don't want to burn the chicken, right? Cool. So no matter what grill you have, a propane grill, because a lot of y'all are gonna, you know, despite our advice, you're gonna have propane grills out there. Doing your due diligence and doing what you can do. <clears throat> you got a charcoal grill. You got a Weber kettle. Whatever you have, um, two zone cooking will save you a lot of headache. Yeah. Um, Crank that sucker up in the hot zone. Bank your coals off to the side, or if you have a propane grill, more than one burner. Crank that sucker up. That on, you know, the one that you're not going to have the meat on. 
and put the meat off on to the side where, you know, the cool side. Cool. All right. Get yourself a, a temperature probe. And, and uh, when it gets to the point where the white meat is getting close to the 160-ish area, go ahead and start searing it. And then keep paying attention to it. Or, hey, whatever. However you feel. Um, you know, if you feel froggy, you know, do whatever. Uh, that you up, but don't dry out the chicken breast. Um, and the other thing is, um, you know, just as Terrence was saying, <laughs> cook with confidence. You don't want to be out there having foil on top of the grill grates, you know, just to make sure the chicken don't stick. Don't do that because you you do you don't exude confidence, and they don't <laughs> want people on the grill that have. The foil on there. I'm trying to tell y'all. Trying to tell y'all. Hey, if you worried about the chicken sticking, don't confidently burn the chicken, right? Just just not foil. (laughs) There's other ways. (laughs) No. Other ways. Somehow you're going to get the foil stuck to the chicken. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to happen. Guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed. Two zone cooking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always have a place to go when it gets too hot. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, um, I'm kind of with Brandon in the camp of whenever I put chicken on a smoker, I do tend to go to higher temperatures. If I am trying to impart a little bit more smoke into a chicken cook, I may start that cook off at a little lower between 225 Mm -hmm. and 250. But I may only do that for the first probably maybe 30 minutes, you know, just to get a little bit of smoke into it. And then at that point, I'm actually going higher. And we're talking indirect cooking here. I'm not talking about over the coals. I'm talking indirect. Uh, After that, I may kick that temperature up to a good 350. I may even go 400, you know. I don't. I don't. Watch out there now. Because, you know, for me, brisket, I cook brisket between 275 and 300. You know, but yeah. so chicken, I go higher because I do want you. OK, you we're probably not going to make the skin crispy, but we can definitely make that skin bite through. And so right. that's what I try to achieve is to try to get it bite through. And so, yeah, I will absolutely cook the, the you know, put the pit up higher temperature. You know, um, again, paying paying attention to my internal temperatures, you know, throughout that cook, yes. you know, chicken, one. You know, to get that 165-ish, uh, dark meat 175-ish, but what dark meat can go higher, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, you know, definitely don't be afraid to kick the temperature up. I think a lot of people uh, think that they have to keep the temperatures low because they're on a smoker, you know, and not a grill. But that's absolutely not true. You can kick the temperature up and render out that fat. Same thing on the grill. Uh, right. If I can get my hand over those coals... Uh, four to six seconds or whatever without having to yank it away it's probably good enough to get my chicken on there um and don't rush it so many people whether it's chicken fish whatever it is delicate meats are trying to pick stuff up too soon and it sticks to the grill and mm-hmm. now you ripped it apart or tore the skin off or whatever and it's that just means it's not ready to be flipped yet. You got to let it sit there for a minute because that That's chicken right. will release itself when it's ready. You know, and obviously you want a clean grill grate, you know, so you don't want to put it over stuck on food and stuff like yep. that. So, you know, if you got a clean grill, uh, mm-hmm. that chicken will release itself when it's ready to be flipped. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. You know, um, mm-hmm. if you are cooking like a brand mentioned earlier, say you're doing a spatchcock chicken and you're starting it with the skin side up. So you got the inner part, you know, down uh, when you do go to flip that that bird over again, making sure you don't you're not cooking on too hot of temperatures. That skin will kind of act like that barrier as it's as it is uh, crisping up. It's going to kind of help retain some of that moisture inside that bird as well. So, um, big thing is just, I think, pay attention to your temperatures, you know, pay attention to your temperatures, uh, whether that be pit temperature or internal bird temperature. I think those are key. And then just play with the cook, man, and have fun. Have fun. Play with the flavors. You know, it doesn't have to be just salt and pepper like, you know, I like. 
uh, you might find something else you might like. So play around with the different flavors, the different rubs, the different sauces, the different methods. Try some of everything, man, and just uh, have fun with it. You know, that's what I always say. So, so chicken talk, talking that barnyard yeah. pimp. <laughs> so what do you say, guys? Y'all, y'all ready to roll up out of here? You think we? You think yeah, we did? Yeah, it? man. You know, time for we, benediction. We did, it, we did it good enough. <laughs> I think yeah. we've said enough. So maybe, maybe it's not we'll a judge. drop the mic moment. But hey, we did what we needed to do. We talked about that barnyard pimp. So uh, <laughs> drop a leg in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you throw them parts away. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, but absolutely, and yeah, while you're on it, hey, use those bones, man. Take those bones afterwards, man, and and make some stock. You know, make some stock with them, man. Mm-hmm. Roast them or whatever mm-hmm. you need to do, and 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 uh, make some stock with them because it it's some crazy flavor that's coming out of those bones, man. Absolutely, smoke that and make your make the stock, Don't and then we can it. go make that smoked chicken and dumplings, right there. They're branded. <laughs> absolutely you already absolutely. know but guys huh? hey it was always fun chopping it up with the crew talking a little mm-hmm. uh, chicken today so before we get out of here T tell everybody where they can find you brother you can find me on uh, Instagram TikTok and YouTube T-Dub BBQ okay okay definitely check him out BKC Cooks where can people find you brother Hey, man, y'all can find me all over, uh, every place except for Twitter. Uh, just look for BKC Cooks, and I, me and my luxurious mane will be there. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> all right. And Brother Charlie, where can they find you? M-A-V-E-R-I-C-B-B-Q, everywhere on the social. Every barbecue. And uh, as you see, I am the That's dog right. father. You guys can find me on uh, YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, find me on there and also email me at the dogfathersbbq at gmail.com. And uh, as always, guys, we had a fantastic time. The Black Smoke Barbecue Crew, we out.